Most things in life, I've had to figure out for myself. How to make money, how to write a resume, how to talk to boys. But when it came to signing up for health insurance, I had a hard time figuring it out on my own. Turns out, I didn't have to. Covered California was made by Californians for Californians. They have experts to walk you through the process and financial help for people who need it. Enrollment ends January 31st. Go to CoveredCA.com. Covered California, this way to health insurance. Let's go to the Skype. We are going to bring up our guest. We uh, tried to connect with him earlier, and I'm hoping that we can connect with him now and uh, get him in here. Uh, Justin, can you hear me, my friend? Do you have me? Fantastic, fantastic. We have got a tremendous guest with us today. He joins us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. And uh, he is tremendous. Justin Pogue is with us. Justin has uh, an incredible background, and uh, he has been involved in all sorts of different things, empowering renters in the new year. He's the author of Rental Secrets, and he joins us today here on Skype. So, Rental Secrets, um, tell us a little bit about this, because... You've done a little bit of everything, my friend, and this book is amazing. Yeah, so my background is in residential property management and development. And um, as we may have noticed, especially in the current climate, the conversation between renters and landlords is, shall we say, broken? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes, yes, very much so. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that renters and landlords, they're talking to each other, but they're, they're really speaking different languages. Um, and Rental Secrets is an attempt to kind of bridge the gap from the renter side and let renters know what landlords are thinking, why they're thinking what they're thinking, and how they go about managing their property so that renters understand better why landlords are doing what they're doing. And that gives renters the power to negotiate or influence what their landlords are doing so they can get a better rental outcome. That's fantastic. That, that, that is amazing. So why did you decide to write this book? Because, uh, the, you know, you didn't have to do this. <laughs> you didn't have to put this out there, my friend. No, it, really where the book came from is partly from my experience of managing my own properties and seeing the broken dynamic between renters and landlords um, on, you know, on my own firsthand. But also, I had this experience where I'm sitting in the bookstore and I'm looking at the real estate section and I see books for owners and managers and investors. And I'm like, huh, there's a significant stakeholder group that none of these bookers, none of these books are talking to. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's just the 43 plus million rental households who pay rent every month to float and support the entire industry. Um, yes. And that to me was just crazy that nobody was talking to that group because you can get a, you know, professional advice on buying a car or a refrigerator. But when it comes down to rent, like you're paying a third <laughs> or more of your income to this, there doesn't yes. seem to be a lot of guidance out there. Well, this this book is incredibly well written. Uh, we have got a tremendous guest with us today. Justin Pogue joins us here on our broadcast. Here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. 
And uh, Rental Secrets is the latest from Justin. So uh, take me through the writing process of, of bringing this book to life, because I'm, I'm sure that, that, you know, you got writer's block and all these various things that all great writers get. So uh, t- take us through that whole thing. Yeah, the best piece of advice I got when writing the book is don't start writing on page one. If you start on page one, that's supposed to be the introduction. You don't have anything to introduce yet because oh. you haven't written the rest of the book. <laughs> that's so awesome. I really started in the in the middle and really think about what questions I wanted to answer in the book. And every every now and then when I get fifteen or twenty minutes, I'd answer I'd answer one of those questions. And I keep answering those questions until I was done with the chapter and now I can assemble those answers into the meat of the chapter and put an introduction and a conclusion on the end of it. And now I have a chapter that's completed. So I'm really writing, I'm really writing, assembling the pieces piecemeal and then putting those together. So at the end, I have the full picture once I've assembled those puzzle pieces. Fantastic. That is, uh, that is amazing because uh, I've been talking to authors for, God, probably 20 years, and I always ask them the question about the writing process, and they don't give me as much of a detailed answer as you did. Congratulations, <laughs> sir. <laughs> so one of the things that I've always wondered with with uh, landlords and, 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 and folks that are in, in this business, um, there seems to be the, the really good landlords – and then there's the really bad landlords. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then there's kind of these people that are stuck in the middle. And one of the things that I've, that I've always thought was very interesting about the, the, the whole landlord thing is that when, when you have, like, like for instance, I, I'll, I'll compare this to... Uh, to to an, to another business. Okay, let's say for instance you're in the concert promotion business, and okay. you you know that you have to have enough money to pay for the promotion of the concert. You have to have enough money to pay for the talent. You have to have enough money to pay for the uh, the sound engineer and rent the building and all these things. And you know there's there's those expenses. And it mm-hmm. seems like the landlord business are. I shouldn't say all, all all the way around because there's a lot of good landlords out there. But there are some that they're living off of the money they get from their renters. And so when the roof needs to be fixed or they need to call the AC guy, uh, they can't do that because they took that guy's money and paid their water bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why does uh, this take place? Why don't people look at why don't people get into the landlord business and go like like for instance if if they own like an apartment complex and there is let's say 15 apartments and they each get $300 from those those people why, why don't they budget the money just in case somebody's bathtub clogs and they got to call a plumber? They know it's not going to cost that much because that person's already paid rent, so they can get that instead of going, oh, damn it, I've got to pay my electric bill on my actual 
house that I live in. I guess that guy screwed on his bathtub this month. <laughs> why, why, why does that take place? Kind of explain that to me, because I've always wondered that. Yeah, so part of the reason why that takes place is there's no, there's really no class or certification or anything that you have to get to become a landlord. So people yeah. become landlords in different ways. Like somebody leaves them a property or they go to a real estate seminar and they get excited about all the sexy parts of owning real estate <laughs> and then they buy something. Yes. Um, but a lot of that, a lot of those seminars don't really talk about the nuts and bolts of actually managing a property. They don't discuss that you need to set aside 5% or 7% of the revenue that's coming in for those unexpected events like you were talking about with the yeah. gentleman with his bathtub. Yeah. Um, and a lot of property management companies don't discuss that issue with the owner either. All they're doing is these are the ex these are the repairs we had to do this month. We're going to take that chunk of money out of what we're going to send you, and we'll send you what's left. So that also yeah. creates this this situation where the the owner of the property is looking at that as spendable income that they can then run out and uh, you know pay their electric bill or or pay the note on their car or whatever it is that they're whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah. Um, but now from the renter side and looking at that one of the things that will tell you whether they are handling maintenance issues is to really look at the curb appeal of the building. Does the building need to be painted? Is the roof in good shape now? Um, what does the landscaping look like? Those items are clues to how well the building is maintained and maybe a clue to whether they're spending that, uh, that maintenance, uh, set aside money that they should be setting aside for maintenance, whether they're spending that on something else. That's awesome. That's fantastic. We have got a, a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. The BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA, buildgrownenjoy.com. And uh, we have got a tremendous guest with us today. Justin Pogue joins us. Rental Secrets is the latest from him. So what, what has been the reaction that you have gotten from folks that have picked this book up? The reaction has been overwhelmingly positive. That's whether great. the person I'm talking to is a renter, whether they actually own their own home already at this point. Um, they may be a grandparent who has children that are graduate, who has um, grandchildren that are grad finishing college who are trying to just figure out how to adult at this point. And of course, <laughs> having your own roof is pro part of that process. Um, so people are really able to look at the book and the messages in the book from from that from the standpoint of it's helpful for them or and or people who are in their lives who are going through these different stages of of dealing with renting and and um kind of working with their landlord. That's tremendous. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. Justin Pogue joins us here in our big broadcast here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. So what were some of your goals for this book? Well, one of my goals is that there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there giving out financial advice, investment advice and all of this. Unfortunately, they're looking at people who tend to be a little more established who are who are 
who have already or are already a little further in their careers and they're not yes. looking at okay I'm just starting out what do I need as a person who's just starting out and getting control of that housing cost when you're just starting out is huge yes because it then allows you some options for saving money for investment maybe you're looking at starting some side gig um, on your own you need some resources for that maybe you're looking at trying to pay off some of that some of that student debt and get it out of the way so you can move on with the rest of your life whatever those initial goals are that people have having a little bit of extra room in their budget is really going to support those goals and help them get started on the right foot that's awesome um, so that's definitely one of the goals that i wanted to cover another goal is to fix this broken relationship that renters and landlords have because really they're two sides of the same coin and they need each other and at the end of the day both of them want the same thing which is a quality place to live um, so those are a couple of goals that I had with this book that I wanted to achieve that's awesome that's awesome well uh, how do people find you online because uh, this this book is tremendous. I'm sure that folks are are, are going to be picking it up. If if not uh, after this interview, they will be. Uh, what 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 is uh, what is the website and and how, how do we get the book, my friend? Absolutely. So the website is rentalsecrets.net. It is available on on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and the other and the other usual suspects there. Um, I'm also on social media, so LinkedIn, Twitter, and all of that. And on social media, I'm actually posting a tip on a daily basis um, for those people who are following me and connected with me. Um, they're they're receiving a, a daily tip of of how to how to improve their rental situation. So, uh, is there going to be a follow up or, or anything planned? Have, have have you been working on that? Thought about that? Yeah, absolutely. So right now, what I'm I'm in the process of using the book to create different speaking engagements um, at universities and colleges um, across the country, as well as um, getting into some companies and corporations into their uh, employee resource groups to share this information with with their employees, because those companies are trying to retain employees, um, just like just like other businesses. Um, and this can help them keep their employees, especially if they need those employees to be in specific geographic areas. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, with this book, um, when 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 you put this all together, uh, what 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 did did, did the idea change from the the final product, or, or how how does how did that work for you? As I after I put the book together and I started going out and networking with people and meeting them up, my initial impression was, okay, I've got this information. I can disseminate it out there and get it out to people. But as I networked with other people, other potential applications of this information um, came to mind. So that idea about taking this information into corporations for their employees, that came from a networking conversation I had. Another networking conversation I had was related to real estate agents of first time home buyers. So typically people will go with the first agent that they that they interview with. They're not interviewing yes. ten agents and then choosing one. Um, yes. so this information could be used for realtors to help create relationships 
with renters who by definition are going to become first time home buyers so that they have that relationship in place previously. So now when that person is ready to buy, they come to that realtor because um, there's already a pre-existing relationship there. Um, there's also implications for any professional in the financial services industry. Um, because with 43 million rental households across the country, that's a significant group of people who need to, who are going to have financial questions, who need to get started with investing and all of that. So using, again, using this information to create relationships with people in that group is a great way to get started because those people are at the beginning of their careers and they will only have more resources going forward. Awesome. Well, you have a great book here. Uh, I'll have to say that uh, just all the different things that that you that you provide. Um, what, 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 what are a couple things in the book that people need to be aware of and are on the lookout for? So people really need to understand that the price that's quoted for rent on an apartment is not the same as a price you see on a shelf in, in a supermarket. Um, that price is actually negotiable with, with the landlord. And the, and the part of the reason why is every day an apartment stays vacant, the landlord is losing money. But it really gets worse for the landlord because not only am I losing money on that day because it's been vacant, I can't get that money back. It's not like a car where I can, if I don't sell it today, I can sell it tomorrow. We'll put it this way. Try renting the use of an apartment last week to somebody and see how well that conversation goes. <laughs> it's not going to go well. Um, so there's this bias towards action that landlords have. So let's say if you're going for an apartment that, you know, that they're asking $1,000 on, offer $950 and see what they say. Because that nine, you know, you're, yeah, they're losing 50 bucks a month from what they would have gotten. But if they have to wait another month to get someone into that apartment, they've lost a grand. So that's the kind of math that landlords are dealing with. Um, And so it's not so don't be so people should not be afraid to negotiate. In fact, that's what the first chapter of the whole book is about. Um, and then it also covers ways that renters can help solve landlords problems. If you have any if you have any maintenance expertise, if you have if you have. Um, let's see. Um, so maintenance expertise is really is really important because landlords because it costs a hundred bucks just to have the maintenance person show up to repair something and it doesn't matter the magnitude of the repair. You know you um, you you've hit on something right there that uh, <laughs> that uh, I I have thought was the coolest thing. Um, my landlord um, got got a guy in here who he he had maintenance experience that's what he did he, he he worked for various people and she was having him do all sorts of things and then just knocking the money off of his rent absolutely <laughs> and i thought when i heard that i'm like holy shit that's tremendous <laughs> yeah. and you can actually take it one better so 
there are opportunities to receive free rent if you actually work for the landlord. If you actually take the phone call from yeah. the other tenants about this is broken or I'm having this issue. If you're on site to help the vendors, if you're on site to help clean up the property, like there are roles where you can get either significantly discounted or free rent um, just because you're providing that service because it makes the landlord's life easier. Yes, very much. Uh, I, you know, the, 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 the first, the first time this took place was there was a fence that had, that had been taken out by some massive wind. And, uh, cause for whatever reason here, here, here in the state of Kansas, where we, where we, where we taped this program, <laughs> uh, it, that we have like 100 mile an hour wind gusts here for no freaking reason and you know the, the the fence got taken out and so she she went out she got this guy and he put this fence back up and then come to find out later he just moved in a couple weeks ago and he was a maintenance guy mm-hmm. and she just knocked off two or three months off of his rent because he did such a good job with the fence and I'm like that is fantastic she had to pay this guy, and yep. <laughs> and he didn't have to pay rent for three months. So, I, I think yeah. that's great that you include that in the book because I don't think a lot of people know about that. No, when there, when I do, there's a live presentation that I do, and uh, most people think that landlords are you know sitting in on their yachts in the Caribbean <laughs> sipping umbrella drinks. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I am here to tell them that is not the <laughs> picture that I use in my presentation of what it's really like to be a landlord is you see this shot of open ocean and you see this one lone hand peeking out above the waves. And that's really what being a landlord feels like. <laughs> yes. Um, so any lifeline you can throw them to help landlords through this process really becomes a negotiation tool for for you as as a renter that's awesome well uh your book is is awesome and uh you're a hell of a guy and uh i i I love doing this interview and i definitely want to have you back on uh, some of our other programs and and some of the other things that are going on so uh thanks for doing this my friend and thanks for joining us here on build grow and enjoy i really appreciate it brother Absolutely, and I hope the tips I've been able to share have helped people to uh, build, grow, and enjoy in their lives. Definitely, definitely. Well, I will be in touch, my friend, because I definitely have a few other hosts and a few other folks that I want to get you with. So uh, thanks for doing this, and uh, have yourself a blessed day. Thank you, sir. All right, appreciate it. You do the same. Thank you, man. There he goes, Justin Pogue. And uh, that wraps it up here from BGE. Build, grow, and enjoy coast to coast on the bge radio network and we are going to take a brief time out and when we come back we will see you uh in fact next week here on bge growing up without a lot we had to get creative house too cold get a jacket out of shampoo just add water can't afford the doctor (laughs) you'd be amazed what my mom's spicy soup can do I've learned there's always another way. And now there's one for health insurance. Cover California is the only place to get assistance paying for health insurance. Last year, 9 out of 10 people got help. Enrollment ends January 31st. Go to CoveredCA.com. Cover California. This way to health insurance. 